Once again, I've received an email with a group that I don't know. And if I don't know it, I'm sure you don't know them either. So we've got to get to know these wonderful ladies today. They're from the Gospel Ensemble. Judy Peterson, Gail Speak, and Leanne Ardense. Hi, girls. How are you doing? We are great. How are you <laughs> We're doing? Good. How are you doing? <laughs> Fine and fabulous. Thank you very much. Judy, let's start with you. If you had to introduce yourself, personality, what do you do for a living, family, that kind of thing. Tell us who you are. Well, my personality is more quiet. <laughs> I'm more the quiet one of us all. And then I do designing, uh, clothing, fashion designing, I do, yeah. And then I'm in a group also, <laughs> and teaching music also. Ah, the musical one around there. Gail? Yes, I'm Gail. I think I'm the talkative one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also teach music and then do events. Okay, and Leanne? Um, also doing music because uh, we studied music at UCT. So we're all teaching music yes. <laughs> in the music thing. And um, me and my husband are running a printing company. And then it is the band also singing. We do branding also. Ah, okay. So Judy, let me ask you, how did you girls get together officially now as a gospel ensemble? Uh, we actually sisters, blood sisters, biological sisters, the four of us with Harriet. Uh, so my parents used to teach other people for, uh, with music and stuff. So we went to him and, and told him that we also want to sing. <laughs> so they need to start it with us, you know, with the family, with the girls. Yeah. Gail, who, who's missing? If she says there's four, who's not yet? Harriet. Harriet is a PRO of the group. So she's in another meeting. So she doesn't sing. She sings as well. She sings as well. Like Judy said, all of us studied music at the University of Cape Town at UCT. We studied jazz. So we studied jazz and music there. So Eric also sings with us, yes. So she's the one that does the field work with the meetings, attending the meetings. And so she had to attend the meeting this morning. Leanne, how long have you guys been official? Almost 30 years. Yeah. (laughs) 30 3-0. Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but Judy, how did you start out then? If you, if you, I mean, obviously being in church, you get on there and especially if people know you can sing the first thing when you're still tiny, you get on the little box and they make you sing. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like that. Yeah. We used to sing everywhere, like in Sunday school and stuff like that. My father was a Sunday school teacher. So the Sunday school also had their own group, you know, they, they were forming little groups of singing groups. So we were starting from since very young, but going full time, we went to 19. What, what was that? 2009, 2008 or somewhere around there. Yeah. So then we, the group went official from there. You see, so then we started touring, but then we went to varsity also. It was from that time, yeah. We were starting young in church, like you said, because my parents, they were musical family, yeah. So, Gail, if you now go to varsity, but you've got this talent, does it help you to, like, pay bills? Or is it something you do on the side and you don't have much time for it because you're studying? How did it go through varsity years? I think by the grace of God, what happened was they discovered that we are family because my husband and Harriet's husband was also at on varsity with us. So when they found out that we are family, we got sponsors. The, the, the university itself also sponsored us. And then obviously we had to work hard for the bursaries. So we didn't really have to pay the fees. But for the time that the duration of the years that we were studying, we, we were actually sponsored, yes. It made, made it a bit easier financially. 
Ah, so did you then have to perform yeah. at varsity events and stuff like that? Or could you go out and do gospel music where you wanted to? Yes, yes, we did. We did. We performed a lot of, uh, on a lot of the uh, events, theater productions. We did a lot of that with the jazz stuff that we were obviously, because we did uh, um, performance, we did a lot of concerts also for UCT because we, did, we studied performance, yeah. Mm. Leanne, but jazz isn't for everyone, hey? You've got to be very musical, and it's a very intelligent music type of thing. Does it make a difference that you guys are family to get you on the same wavelength because such a lot of jazz is you just go with the flow? <laughs> yeah, it makes a difference when we are family because now when you don't understand something, you at least have a sister here close to you to say, hey, I don't understand this. Can you please help me with this? In the beginning, it was a struggle because we're not, we weren't used to listening to jazz music. So um, it was a bit, <laughs> a bit tough in the beginning. But later on, the more you listen to it, the more you have to get input and have to understand what you are studying. Uh, it became nice. It was nice. And up to, up to today, we are... Crazy for jazz music. <laughs> so if you didn't do and like jazz music before you went to UCT, why did you choose to study it, Leanne? Because we were coming from a gospel field, né? and um, you are the song that we were singing. So we wanted to do classic, but classic like didn't fit with the music that we did in that time. You understand, Janine? Mm. So jazz was the next one that fit our category of music, the type of music that we did, it fitted well. And it was better for us to express ourselves in that, in that way. Okay. So Judy, are you the type of musicians that you need all the notes? You need to be prepared a hundred percent, like have a piece and then execute a piece when you get together. Or can you just go for a few chords, use the chords and jazz it up? Yeah, yeah, we, we normally just uh, take the few chords. I think the basic of the gospel genre that we had it gave us like an advantage because you, you had to learn the songs like that from ear, you see. And, and most of the time it was just notes here and there. Then you can probably understand the whole kind of concept of the song. I mean, just the basic of the song. So it kind of gave us uh, like an advantage with us when we came to the jazz. We don't really sometimes need the full page or the full uh, 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 um, sheet to, to, to be able to, to know what the song is about. Mm. I can just have some, some accents here and there and then understand uh, what the song is about. So it's more easy, I would say, for us. And sometimes we can actually just hear a song and then get the notes of it. You know, we developed our ear a lot. So, Gail, do you have a lot of mercy for one another, especially if you studied music? That, I mean, when you study music at any kind of institution, then excellence and doing things perfect, and that is very high up on the priority scale now. And you family. So sometimes when one knows one another so well, you, it can either make you have more mercy or less mercy for one another. How's the dynamic when it comes to your music excellence? I would say, I would say we, we're very patient with each other. Because we've got a good understanding and a good relationship, it makes it a bit easier. You know, what? sometimes they are a bit tough on you because my sisters can be very, when it comes to the music, you know, you, you don't play with it. Even the musicians knows when you get to look on stage, you must know you're playing some chord wrong or some note was out of sync. So <laughs> they would always warn if there's a new musician coming on board, they would always warn them in the rehearsals in advance. 
When you get the look, you must know you're catching on nonsense. So please just make sure that you know all your stuff. Because they can become a bit strict. <laughs> they can become a bit strict. But most of the time, I think it's just fun. We enjoy what we're doing. And because we have a good understanding and a good relationship, it makes it a bit easier. Hey, Gail, who gives the look? Harriet, most of the time. Harriet <laughs> gives you that look. <laughs> one musician at one time said, if Harriet gives you the look, it's like you're forgetting all the other chords on stage. <laughs> <laughs> and she gives it to you with a smile <laughs> so the people don't realize that you were doing <laughs> the look with a smile so you will know when you get the look, the look with a smile <laughs> <laughs> but Lee Ed, I mean if you're talking jazz it's really not something you could just let lie and it stays in place it's like a language isn't it that you have to keep at yes. it and keep practicing and see that your craft is up there isn't it yes it is definitely is there you are very right because for us, you had to learn discipline. There's a lot of discipline when you're doing jazz, especially when you're studying it. It teaches you discipline. It teaches you to follow instructions that that sheet says, and then you get most now your space bar where you can do what the sun just mess it up and come again. But to us, in the beginning, they kept on saying to us, you have to know the melody. You must know the melody. So, <laughs> and then they stop us and say, you do not know the melody. <laughs> so it teaches you to really fo- stay focused on what you are doing. Go through your notes. <laughs> yeah, No, I can understand that the melody is important because jazz is busy. And it can lose the melody if someone doesn't know it, you know, and brings it out as a focus point. Um, you can get lost in all the interesting notes and the combinations and what you can do with jazz. And and if someone doesn't carry the melody strongly, I can imagine that that can be a problem. Yeah, I, I just wanted to say that the gospel from, uh, from church gives you most, more space to do whatever you want. So that's why we had it wrong when we got there. Because we wanted to do the same thing, you know, like the improv is all over the place. <laughs> yeah. And that's when the look comes out again. Focus, people. Focus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Judy, tell me about songwriting. Tell me about now that you, um, you obviously have got the skill and you've got the notes to work with to create new music. Is there someone in the band who does more of the creation stuff or are you all involved in that process? We have a songwriter Daniel, is, uh, Gail's husband actually is a songwriter, Daniel uh, so, uh, but uh, just some of the songs sometimes that he would ask us, uh, listen, is there something we want Dean? or we would sing and then just something happens while we're singing the song like the harmonies, then we just feel, uh, listen can't we put that harmony in there? So it's very open to, to, to add stuff and uh, stuff like that and even if we come up with a idea of a song you know, sometimes you get up and you have a melody in your head and there's something that's placed in your head and we would go to him and, and say, listen I, I have this piece of thing, I don't know what to do with it further from here, but then we work to together to make it into a song but he writes most of the songs he's actually the songwriter of the group oh, but it must be exciting to now he brings you a new song and then you work it a bit until you get to that final yeah. song where you say okay this yeah. is what we're presenting to people Gail I mean how many songs have you gotten so far many to the public okay we've the second album that we're busy with but we've done over 200 songs that we have at the moment yes. and that's why we're pushing more songs this year Irigir was just released, as you know. So we're pushing another one with maybe within the next month or so. We're trying to push two or more singles out because there's a lot of material that we still have to get out to the public here that we sometimes maybe do at gatherings or maybe at a church function. Mm -hmm. Then we try out a new song to see how the the crowd actually takes it. 
you see how people friendly it is how worship friendly it is and then before we actually go and record it so we do do it a lot in public but mm-hmm. not recorded as yet ah. so there's a, over 200 that we want to push and try and see this year especially to get most of it out 200 songs for one year you can bar sister you can bar <laughs> but Leanne, are people open for new songs? I mean, especially in the gospel market, people, they, they like the songs they know. And it's sometimes hard for people to be open, especially when it's worship in any way, shape or form, to be open to new songs. Sometimes they are and sometimes they are not. <laughs> But most of the times we always tell them ahead of time before we sing the song, we tell them that we're introducing a new song and... This is the song, so we just hope that they will enjoy it. And so so then they're more open to it than you just singing. And, or sometimes we say we'd like to teach you the song if you can learn it with us. And then we sing it over and over for the people to also interact with us. Then they perceive it nice, better than just singing it, you see. So that is what we've learned, to just tell them so they can know if we make a mistake, it's so new. Then they don't judge us that much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but tell me, what are you looking for? How do you know this song works now, Leanne? I mean, so you've introduced this new song. And you know it and you like it, but how do you know the audience that it works with an audience? Sometimes you see in their reaction, you see some of them would stand up, some of them will be worshiping, and then you sometimes get that one with the stern face and a folded arm. They just show you, this is not my liking. <laughs> but you keep on going in most of all. With us, when it comes to our songs, the presence of God must be there, you know. So when we experience that, that is our confirmation that outside people also experience that and that happens most of the time when people really do take a like in the music that we produce I, at the end of the day uh, we work with many 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 artists and and you find out soon <laughs> there's a difference between having a talent to convey a gospel song and presenting <laughs> a worship song to jesus and you just happen to have an audience you know um It, and mm-hmm. it's your relationship with him that makes that whole difference to have a revelation mm-hmm. of what you're talking about mm-hmm. and doing it in a relationship with Jesus Christ where your talent is just mm-hmm. not enough. You can't fake that thing. You just can't. Exactly. So, Judy, exactly. I want to ask you the thing, obviously, when you worship, you're walking a road with Jesus. You've got a relationship with him. And because of what you're going through at the moment and what you're reading in the Bible at the moment, when you worship, there's an aspect of him, you know, a characteristic of him that just impresses you most because of who you are, what you're going through right now. If you had to choose that one, what would it be? I would say love. You get to a place experiencing the love of God. Really, if you can have that relationship, that oneness with him, then everything else just falls into place. So I would say it's love, you know, to having to experience God's love. Hmm. Gail, what, what impresses you most at the moment? It's, it's like Judy was saying, just to experience that peace. Um, I'm a bubbly person, so I think the joy part of it as well, it, 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 really, it really gets to you. When you experience the joy of the Lord, especially when you're busy worshiping, you just have that feeling that, you know what? God has put a seal on it. And like Leanne was saying, and most of the time you see from the reaction of the people, especially when it comes to our church people, I think because of our relationships with God, all of us, you, we, we tend to, to relate quickly. 
when you have that sense of the spirit of God is there. When you experience that joy, if it's a fire song, even sometimes in a slow song, you just have that feeling, that joyous feeling, you know, to know that God is there, that his, his presence is there, it's evident. You can see it, you feel it, you're experiencing it. So that for me, I would say the joy of it. Mm. Word says in the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. Yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah. And Lee, and what's yours? Me, I would say the same because most of the time we worship together. Just as a family also, we come together and we just worship. For, for me, main is that you always feel the presence of God around you. That is assurance of his presence around you. So that for me is the, the thing when I can sense him is there. I can see his reaction. And so, yeah, that's hard for me. Yeah. That thing <laughs> that's that... my heart when I can sense him all over me when I'm going through some things. And I can just, when I call on his name, I just feel that. Okay, he's here. He's giving me assurance of everything will be fine. So that to me is the assurance of knowing that he's around me. Yeah, Emmanuel, God with us. That is, that he never drops the ball. He's always, always, always faithfully there every single time. Wow. Okay, so who's going to give me the contact details? If people want to connect with you guys, social media, telephone, anything like that, how do they connect? We are on Facebook. And then our contact details is 078 Two nine five double seven double five. I'm going to repeat that again. Zero seven eight Okay, and then what's your handle on Facebook? It's Gospel Ensemble. It's just Gospel Ensemble. We will Google Gospel Ensemble yeah. and find yeah, ourselves, find them on Facebook and on Instagram till we find these people. But now we've got to find out if they can sing. So who's going to tell me the story behind Irigier? Daniel wrote the song, but then he came to us and he had uh, like a section, like the front part of the song. It was while he was in fasting. So God just gave him a word. And then from that word, he took the guitar and he started playing. And then when he came out of fasting, he, he, he approached us and he says, you know what? God gave him this song, but he does not know. In the chorus part, we, we added to it. You know that God reigns that no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through. Because I think he was also going through some tough times. And then God was just assuring him that, you know what, he reigns. No matter what, you know, nothing that happens to us catches God by surprise. And I think sometimes we tend to forget. It's almost like we think that he's figuring our lives out every day, trying to figure out what to do with Janine today. Let me see if I must put her on radio. No, let me go take her to the grocery shop. You know what, before the foundations of the earth was laid, God knew us by name. And even the very hairs on our head is counted. So he's not figuring out our lives now. It has been ordained before the foundation of the earth. So he's the best person to go to. So sometimes he must just reassure us and reaffirm us to say, you know what? You need to understand and know that I reign and that your life is in my hands and that you're safe with me. You know what? Because God knows the plans that he has for us. As he says in Jeremiah, plans to prosper us and not to harm us, but to give us hope in the future. So that's where all of that got birthed out of. So the best thing for all of us, and that was what he says, what God ministered to him. And that's how the song was birthed. Ihre Gier.